Welcome to this week's episode of Revenge of the Recap. My name is Austin. I'm Carla. And I'm Josh. And this week, uh, we will be talking about The Handmaid's Tale, uh, Season 3, Episode 7, Under His Eye. Under His Eye. Yes. Uh, Josh, what did you think? Um, I like the episode. Uh, it's not my favorite episode of the season. Um, I felt like I it agree. cut. Yeah, I felt like it cut back and forth a whole bunch this episode. Like it wasn't focused on any one thing. There wasn't as much content as what the previous episodes have had. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't like where June's head was at. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Austin? Yeah, overall I enjoyed it, but I agree. There was just the last few episodes have been so good. This yeah. was still a really good episode. It just yeah. wasn't as good as the other ones. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I but, feel like I the mean, last, yeah, the last couple have just been really, really great. And this it's going to be hard this season to top last episode. I mean, I think there's good stuff that happens in this episode. Oh yeah, it's just I think as a whole, like it felt very scattered to me. Because like I would write down scene like scenes and then i would write like for my notes i would be like this is the scene these are the players and it was like there's like three different storylines happening at once yeah so it's like you don't get to spend a lot of time in any one of them because every other episode i feel like has been like either one or two storylines happening at once this one felt very you know scattered (laughs) yeah but they needed to get some of these storylines playing and they've oh, kind of yeah. like, they haven't even been to Canada. I don't think in the last two episodes, you know? Yeah, that's true. We need to know what's going on with Emily. Uh, well, hell, we haven't even seen Luke since, you know, Serena oh, yeah, went sure. and met. Um, yeah, I forgot about Luke. <laughs> so we haven't seen anything from him in a long time. So I'm curious, curious what what's going on with him. He's just been working, taking care of a kid. I know. He has <laughs> a newborn. Leave him alone. It's, it's single been, dad it's life. kind of boring life, yeah. Yeah, single dad life, bro. Like, he's just out here. <laughs> <laughs> Living that single dad life, listening to a cassette tape over and over. <laughs> I mean, he. It's from the sound of it last episode, I may have turned that thing over. So, Yeah, he might not even get to keep, he might not get to hear her voice anymore. Isn't that sad? Yeah, he should have made a copy of it, but it's a cassette tape, and nobody has cassette tapes anymore, so would have been, <laughs> would have been hard to do. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> nobody so, has right, a boombox. Uh, yeah, there's no boomboxes. <laughs> boomboxes for them to... <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Uh, so this week's... Or this episode started out with a red rope, and... The handmaids came and lined up next to it, and there were three ropes, went into one rope. They all grabbed it at Aunt Lydia's orders, and they pulled this platform up to, yeah, up, to the, up to the stage with a bunch of nooses, and you're like, well, fuck, this is going to start off pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. All I could think of was I was like, 
So is this like a new duty that they have? Because <laughs> this is, we haven't well, seen this Well, and I feel duty. like I feel like this is the commanders trying to put a squash to some of the rebellion they've been getting. Okay. I, I mean, we'll in a few more scenes we'll see it, but yeah, I think that it's their way of trying to control um, the situation, t- trying to uh, minimize all the external things that are going on. So they're just trying yeah. to squash it and I'll tell you this, scare everybody. If I'm going to be in Gilead, that's the job I want. I want the job to come up with the weird fucking like death traps. Like this is jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. Here. So see, what can we do to fuck with the handmaids? Oh, I know we have them <laughs> set the platform and then exactly. we pull a lever and then they have to pull the platform <laughs> to kill these people. Let's do that. Yeah. We've already fucked yeah. up their lives 100%. Let's just take <laughs> it over the top. We're, we're already raping them. Like, let's just do one Make more thing. Make them become murderers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, they, now, now they are our executioners as well as our sex slaves. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. I mean, shoot. Like, even medieval times didn't have it that bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, medieval England's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes there, fellas. You guys are... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going a little bit extreme. <laughs> listen, listen, like we get it. <laughs> like we understand where you're going, but cut them, cut them some slack. But yeah, I was just like, uh, just watching it. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is just another duty that they have to do now. And I'm like, fuck, like how much worse could it get for these people? <laughs> well, and then to show that it's literally just another duty that they're doing. Be- yeah. Like they pull the platform and then June drops the rope and just gets the fuck out. And she's like, let's go like time to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Like (laughs) it just shows that it's part of their life now. And she even says, you know, I just came from my fourth hanging this week. Like literally that's all these ladies are doing. Exactly. It's like you just killed somebody and then it's like, hey, can you help me pick out an avocado? (laughs) (laughs) I can never pick them. Well, and then the reason for um, them dying was for letting a child cry for hours and hours. Well, oh, maybe yeah. it was just fucking colicky. <laughs> well, and that's so. So as they're leaving, yeah, June and off Matthew are walking, and off Matthew's like all for it. She's like gung ho, and June's like, you know, this is crazy. And she's like, well, she let a baby cry for hours and hours. She's like, so she deserves to die for that. Like it just. Yeah. You can really start seeing the tension between, which has been there, but it's really starting to come to a point with between uh, off Matthew and June. It used to be very subtle. Now it's yeah, it's straight up. June doesn't have time for her, and off Matthew's still trying to be Mrs. Gung Ho, and yeah. Um. So yeah. So then they go shopping. They go to the loaf and fish well, before, well, we before we get they there. Go shopping. Yeah, I wanted to bring up something. I've never been pregnant. I'm not a woman. Uh, you might not be able to tell from my voice, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a woman. I've never been pregnant. So, Carla, I'm going to ask you. You're a woman that's been pregnant. Uh, uh, pains. Like, would would she just be having pains? Just not like it doesn't seem like she's very far along. Um, I, is that something that would be normal? I, I have no idea. I actually viewed her like whenever they are stopping and she's like breathing. Um, yeah. As like morning sickness, she's trying to don't throw up. Okay, like okay, to, that like, makes breathe even in more sense. and breathe in and like 
just yeah that's that's how i took it but okay yeah i didn't even think about morning sickness again i but am a man somebody who's been pregnant somebody <laughs> whose wife's been pregnant twice um there are, there are ran- <laughs> <laughs> there are random pains that i got yelled at for a lot i'm sure you this did <laughs> this guy he's fertile <laughs> do what i can man fred is so jealous of you <laughs> oh yeah he should, as like, he should be but like as even in that be. exchange like you know um june is telling her like breathe in breathe through it whatever blah 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 yeah and she's said this pregnancy is different i've always had such positive experiences being pregnant and june tells her like when i was pregnant with nicole there are things and thoughts that i had that i wouldn't be proud of and she like snaps at her thoughts i don't have any thoughts like, whoa <laughs> well like, it just shows that even about, if like, june jumping really... down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> well yeah basically that's what she was getting at yeah um but i mean even with june who obviously can't stand this woman when she needs help she stops to help her you know she stops to talk to her kindly yeah even though june wants nothing to do with this girl and wants to hurry up and get to the loafing fish yeah the loafing fish i love yeah (laughs) the loafing fish is the uh the grocery store i love i've heard the name of that place a few times and all of a sudden today when i heard was watching it it just clicked with me. Oh God, it's the loafing fish. That's amazing name. I'm gonna start calling it's it like, the loafing fish. It's like the toasty clam <laughs> for Family Guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, they so, go to the grocery store. That's. I was like, oh, we just did our hanging. Let's go. Let's go shopping. <laughs> yeah, and June sure walks up an appetite. And Ju- <laughs> June. <laughs> exactly. June walks in like she's on a mission. And oh yeah. Finds her her little group of uh, rebels, and off Matthew's just right there with her. She's not let, letting June leave her side, and uh, I, I can't remember her name. Uh, it's one of her little rebel friends. Uh, <laughs> off something. <laughs> off, off something. Uh, she just choose a name. Off Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, she decides fine. to, or she says, you know, hey June, I, you know, want to show you these fruit, fruit cocktail, cocktail. <laughs> and then, and off Matthew's like, I love fruit cocktail, and her friend's like, how about you help me pick some avocados? That whole interaction cracked my shit up. Yeah, <laughs> because all of them knew exactly what was going on and what they yeah. were doing, but yet, like. Even off Matthew couldn't be like, nah, fuck y'all. I'm going to find out where yeah. June's going. <laughs> exactly. Know? No, I was told to stick to her like a fly to shit. <laughs> <laughs> so June goes yeah. to the back of the store, and that's where the McKenzie's Martha is. Um, and she starts just immediately pressing into the Martha about her daughter. Thank you for coming. I didn't know if you got my message. Mrs. McKenzie asked you to stop. I can't. Could you? How's she doing? Agnes couldn't be happier. She's doing so well in school. A school that would cut off her finger for reading. My commander can get us out, all of us. You could be free. She's just a child. To put her in that kind of danger is selfish. She should be with her real parents. 
I'm not so sure. Then ask her. I won't put her in that position. Then I'll ask her. You can't come back to the house. Her school in Brookline. I just came from my fourth hanging this week. Do you think it's gonna get better? Go to the gate. Guardian Parker. He's a friend. He's there today. He'll help you. Yeah, um, she just kind of like, hey, uh, you know, my my commander can get us out of here and like uh you know you got to help me out and and the martha kind of is like well if it seems like she's like well if he can get us out of here then i believe you june nothing bad's ever happened with your plans <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does even in her, my, though, pr- even in my she's presence like, she's so young agnes is so young hannah is so young you're so selfish to be trying to do that i'm like yeah. yes Yes, she is. In the way June's <laughs> going about it, yes, she's being super selfish. Is she being super selfish that she wants her daughter back and wants to try to leave Gilead? Absolutely not. She okay. needs her daughter back and she needs to get the fuck out of Gilead. But she's she, got to find a better way of just harassing a Martha to give her information. And a grocery store. Yeah. Um. Sometimes she's sometimes June. While I love her, she's very uh, uncalculated and careless in the in the way she plans stuff. It's like she yes. It's like she's a bull in a glass shop. She just sees red and she just goes. <laughs> like, there's and no that's planning exactly to how it. I feel like she is in this episode. Like she's yeah. just not thinking clearly. Like, I think she's in panic mode because of you everybody's know, what happened watching last you episode. go in and out of a freezer with, you know, the McKenzie's <laughs> Martha. People exactly. are picking up on that. Exactly. Well, one per- uh, person in particular was picking up on it because Off Matthew was watching her. Um, yeah, she was standing okay. in the background, just staring with her creepy self. Off Matthew, just, just, just staring along. Just off Matthew, just in the corner lurking. <laughs> so, so I mean, and you know, from there, something bad's gonna happen. Well, and then the Martha does tell her, you know, um, whatever, you know, Parker, the eye at the school, you know, go to him. He's the one at Brookline that can help you out. So yeah. she takes that information and runs with it. Yeah, like it for me I looked at it and I was just like again like where we were talking about how she's just going on like pure emotion right now, like this is all it's all just pure emotion and it's very reckless. Um she has this little bit of information and she just runs with it like completely off the edge. Exactly. And the thing is is and we'll get to it here in a little bit. She can't do this thing on her own. She has yeah. to have somebody with her. So no matter who she ends up taking, she's going to put in danger. And yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, like I said, it, she's just not thinking straight right now. I think the last going to DC completely fucked her. Yeah. You know, mentally to where she's just like, I got to get the fuck out of here with my kid. So I need to yeah. do this today. Well, and I think that that's it too. Like you see how DC was so strict and you've seen four hangings this week like you see that it's gradually happening you know when they were walking in the grocery store and they first walked in there was a handmaid 
that did have the silence collar the, on. Yeah, they called it the veil in this. So, uh, like, so it, I'm gonna stick with the mask. Got collar. a name. <laughs> You're still gonna call it the mask. <laughs> mouth guard. Handmaid's ninja mask. <laughs> Three different names. <laughs> All of the above. For they, none of them were correct because it's called the veil. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and I, I think that with her seeing that and having seen all of them in DC, I think that it is, you know, it's just triggering so much emotion in her and it is making her not think clearly. And, she, and yeah, I, very, I, very I really irrational. don't like this June. <laughs> yeah, very irrational right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did like, I did like the scene. I liked uh, Cause even the girl goes fruit cock or June's like fruit cocktail. And she's like, I'm bad at improv. <laughs> like, I'm really, I'm bad at improv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, over, overall, I thought that scene was really good, and it it, yeah. it definitely advanced where the rest of this episode goes. So it does cut oh. from there, and it goes to uh, Emily is being questioned by some kind of government official about her... the lady from Switzerland. Or, See, and uh, I thought it was this lady, the the lady that talked to. Uh, uh, June there yeah. at uh, the Commander Winslow's house, but I wasn't I, sure. Yeah, I don't know if it was. It looked like the same person yeah. to me. So I need it a side like, by side. All I know <laughs> is it was, it was a lady with blonde hair. It could have been yeah. anybody. Yeah, exactly. Because really, you <laughs> some, only some government official <laughs> could have been uh, any kind of person just uh, with blonde hair, short blonde hair. So yeah, so this government official is. Uh, talking to Emily about her criminal behavior in Gilead, and Sil is it Sylvia? Is that her name? Yeah, Sylvia. Sylvia is standing right behind her, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be awkward." Like, yeah, we heard you stole a car. We hold heard you struck a guard purpose on purpose with the car. We heard that you stabbed your supervisor in the back. Then you threw her down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then it funny. made you realize just how gangster Emily really was in Gilead. I know. Yeah, <laughs> she was like she, a she was a fucking troublemaker. She uh, yeah, she just was didn't there give any a shit. other things that Gilead would define as criminal behavior? Probably, probably. Yeah. Well, and then I mean, it could be something as simple as she read a book while she was there. You know, that's true. That's a criminal behavior there. Um. So what was your take with the wife? Do you think that she was disturbed by this? I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like she was like I felt like she was very defensive for her wife, for Emily, in the sense of like, um, you know, you had to do weird you like, you were in a fucked up situation. You had to do messed up stuff. Yeah. Um I think so. Like, I don't think she Yeah, I don't think she felt um any different. I think she assumed Emily probably did some crazy shit while she was there to try to get out. She yeah. escaped. Including, she escaped a yeah, place yeah. you don't escape. She had yeah, to exactly. do something crazy. And I think she understands that. I mean, well, hell, you she, know, she knows she didn't that. have a clip. Like, she knows that that got removed. Like That's true. Like, shit Lost happened shit. while she was there. Yeah. I don't think Sylvia, like, holds it against her or anything or looks at her differently. I think she just views her as a survivor. But yeah. I think Emily... Thanks, Sylvia. Thinks less of her. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that was my feeling too. It's like Emily. Emily's the one that's really having the problem dealing with everything that she's had to do to get where she's at. Exactly. And I think Sylvia, I you know, even says like, "You don't have to do this on your own. You can talk to me. You can tell me stuff." And 
But at the same time, she, she knows Emily. Know, know Emily knows she... Sylvia can't understand what it was like to be there if she wasn't there. There's yeah. that. There is that whole aspect. As much as you don't want to say that your partner. I mean, partner... there's only so much stuff that the TV can actually tell you what's going on in a country that is a black box. Is a black box. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from our my own experience, there's certain things that I've, you know, like me and you are in the military. There's only things that we, we can talk about that we understand that other people that had never been through it won't understand. Yeah, they just you might know, it's not. the same thing. And it's not that we can't talk about it with them. It's just they're not going to have the same emotions behind it to where they truly understand what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that... Um, which that leads into something else that happens later in the episode. Kind yeah. of the, the shared experience type thing. Exactly. Uh, so I don't want to go too deep into it just because yeah, exactly. we will hit on it again later. later. Yeah. So then it does cut into uh, to Commander Winslow's wife and Serena are walking, looks like in the neighborhood that uh, the Winslows live in. And she's telling her, you know, I know you guys don't have a plan, but I also know you don't have a home. So I um, want to show you something. So she shows goes into a house that is not been touched since Gilead took over, um, and it was kind of sad. It was super sad walking through that house. Walking through the house, there's newspapers, there's dishes, the family pictures on the wall. Like literally, like everything was left in its place. Like right. Yeah, you as know, they there left, wasn't dust, there was it was, you know, broken glass. Yeah. But then like Serena's like, so what did these Poor people Phoebe's do? Room. Well, she's she goes, you know, what did these people do? And she just goes, oh, I th- I think they were Baptists or something. So they just believed in the same God in a different way. Yeah. They <laughs> they didn't you know get to live in Gilead like everybody else. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, uh, it's I enjoyed this scene. I this is this is where I started having the problems where we got into three different storylines, you know, mm-hmm. um, three different things happening. This is when I kind of like started wondering how much time we were going to be able to spend with each, you know, story. Yeah, because I felt like this scene was like this. Su- this scene was like super short. It was super short, but by the end of it, I felt like we were really starting to lose Serena. Well, yeah, because she tells her. Oh, I felt like that last week. No, but I mean, like. She she tempts her. She's, you know, oh, and there's already bunk beds in the other room for your children. So, like, tempting Serena with, you could be like me and have six children. Like, it's possible when you're, you know, live in D.C. Yeah. Serena was having a a little bit of a problem in that, that baby room, though. Yeah, I think she's just misses Nicole that much still. Yeah. Like any time there's a, you know, newborn, she that's when she really starts kind of getting freaky. <laughs> freaky. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets weird around, you know, young yeah, young does. young kids. So um, yeah, then it does, the scene basically ends with them like, let's go see the bastard bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, just, yeah, it was just very short and weird. Yeah, like I said, it was like a very short scene. Um, I did like the aspect of it showing like people either, you don't know what happened to these people. Like, did they just pick up, grab the shit that they need to go and like leave or were they captured or, you know, what? Like, 
you don't really know. Well, and then like you know, as they walk in, like all their shoes are still there. You know, all yeah. the shoes are next to the door. Like it just, I don't know. It just it's messed up. Yeah. Because either way, those people lost their home for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Pretty nice. So, it was a nice it was house. A beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Remind me of uh, the Home Alone house, the front of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Looks like Kevin's house. <laughs> Watch out for those micro machines. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, the next scene is uh, Commander Winslow going up to meet Fred. Uh, they're in some kind of big government building. And uh, he says that, uh, you know, congratulations to Fred because Canada is willing to start talking about an extradition treaty. And, you know, Fred's pretty excited about it. And then he says something along the lines of, you know, we need to make sure we... You know, or as soon as we get Nicole, you know, everybody else or everything else can kind of fall into place. We need to leverage the child. Well, and then Commander Winslow says, you know, we should, you know, leave Nicole in Canada to use her as leverage, basically, for this extradition treaty. Um, Yeah. What what did you think about that? Um, At the end of the day, I think Fred is all about whatever's going to help him get promoted to where he wants to be. Whatever's going to put him in the history book. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, uh, I mean, this plays into a scene that's coming up directly, you know? And it's, um, it's one of those things where I was like, oh, like Fred, Fred, Fred doesn't want this kid back at all. Like, I don't think he wants, I think, I think he's just, he's using it for leverage, like he's using it to get, win Serena back. Um, that's all I think about to get on, you know, the commander's radars and DC. Yeah, yeah. Just it's a social status climb. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he didn't want the kid to start off with. Like <laughs> the kid to him, he just wanted a bang I get made. <laughs> um, well, I I think he knows he was sterile. Like I don't think. Yeah, I think he, he is. I think he did the. Uh, the uh, everything he was supposed to do as a commander, but in reality, I don't think he cared. He didn't. He didn't want kids. Didn't want to deal with all that. And he's proved that over and over. Because, like, if you watch the show, you are also led to believe that this. I mean, this wouldn't be his first handmade, right? Like, June wouldn't have been his first one. No, not at all. So the next scene, uh, June shows back up to the Lawrence house and walks right up to the Martha and tells her that she can go see her kid. And the Martha's like, okay. Yeah. And she needs to go like to work, like, work line now. <laughs> I okay. like the Martha's got a like big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she's like, so I need to get to Brookline by three. And she goes, good luck with that. Or yeah, something and she's like, like, well, I need you to go with me. I can't walk by myself. She's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so then June yeah. cracks the grand idea of, taking commander lawrence's wife on a walk so she goes upstairs and talks commander lawrence's wife into going on a walk um you really get to see commander lawrence's wife like doesn't even have the windows open in her room nothing (laughs) like she just is in her room um and even she second guesses it but june is all about yeah she's she does not care what could happen to Commander Lawrence's wife? 
she just wants Again, to get to Brookline. The selfish piece. Very, very selfish. And not thinking yeah. through the consequences of what could happen. I mean, I sit there and I think of, you know, Commander Lawrence's wife. Like, she's like, I don't know, Eleanor. I don't know. Like, uh. Like, Commander Lawrence is supposed to be this great and powerful Oz. Like, do you really want to fucking (laughs) piss him off? Do you really want to take his wife outside of the house? Like, you don't know what's going to happen with that guy. Like, we don't know if he's good. We don't know if he's bad. Okay, let's say he gets or they get to Brookline. But then what does she do? Is she taking the kid with her? And then if she takes the kid, like how is she, she getting home? She has to take, yeah. Like I don't understand that like her plan doesn't have a middle or an end. It yeah, just like, literally what was her plan. Her I don't know. Was I don't, her plan this week just to ask Hannah if she wanted to be with her and her dad or if she wanted to be with her new parents is that was that, that the plan for the episode that was what i gathered from it yes like that was the goal was i'll ask her if she wants to be with me or them but that was yeah that's, that's right stupid and then it's like bull glass shop she's like i'm on the mission <laughs> like yeah I, I, yeah when she goes she's like i'll take the tea up to mrs uh to mrs lawrence and then it's like she barges in the room she's like Oh well, thanks, dear. No, no I'll I'll come in. Let me put in the curtains. And... Yeah, it's like I was like, holy shit! Like she just she does not have a plan here really at all. She's just running off of pure emotion. Exactly, um, and that works so well in Gilead. <laughs> Everything works out well. Everything. Anytime <laughs> you don't plan anything and just go, it works out. So then they run into Angela's mom, Mrs. Putnam. On the street. Terrible name. <laughs> Stupid name. Stupid name. Worst that was name a very awkward encounter. Very awkward. Like Mrs. Well, Miss But or Miss Lawrence didn't want to even talk to Miss Putnam. Um, but yeah, she's sitting I'm, there. And, oh, I'm, so I'm so glad so... you didn't die. <laughs> that shit was funny. <laughs> it was so funny, but so awkward. And Miss um, Putnam, you have a ripe handmaid there. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have a kid in no time. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's fertile. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> Has everybody forgotten that June is like really crazy? <laughs> like she has done messed up stuff. But then again, I guess for Miss Putnam, you know, what she experienced with her own handmaid is nothing compared to. But then at June. the same time, <laughs> Fred has spun everything that happened to June. In a That's positive true. light, so That's nobody, because when she disappeared and she went to that uh, newspaper uh, office and was hanging out there yeah. forever, the Boston Globe, the Boston it? Globe, yeah, she, you know, she got kidnapped. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. So I mean, where the like, flies on the wall, they get to see the actual shit that's happening. <laughs> yeah. So everybody else, like this poor girl, she's been through so much. They don't realize, you know, they don't realize her, that her daughter was June actually know. was a part of the abduction of Nicole. They think she yeah, was the victim right. of the abduction of Nicole. Oh, that's right. She was the victim. Yeah. I forgot that she was the victim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they leave Miss Putnam and they continue walking and they stop on this bridge and Miss Lawrence starts to open up to June and uh, lets her know that, you know, she always wanted to have kids. Commander Lawrence never wanted to have kids. And the schedules. way she... Th- she kind of explained it the way her schedules, but then she said, you know, they kept changing my dosage on medicine. So I was thinking that the reason why he didn't want to have kids with her is because 
there's something mentally wrong with her. Like she struggles. Well, that's what's gonna ask some you kind guys. of anxiety or some kind of something like that. I think because she definitely made it seem like she was fully functioning. And they said the dosage, and I was like, well, what? What do you guys think the dosage was or is? It. I'm guessing some kind of antidepressants or some kind of anxiety. That's what it. I don't know. Something like that. Like yeah, to me, it, it almost. She's, she says that she's a teacher. She was a teacher. So I don't know like what grade or, you know, like if it was like college professor type type deal. I don't know um, how she, she kind of children. She kind of acts like she has like Alzheimer's or something like that. Yeah, it could be something like that. Um, that's what I, I kind of guess that it was maybe some some kind of uh, like psychiatric type type deal. Yeah. But at the same time, like she does say in, you know, like a line that like kind of did stick with me where she's just like, well, maybe it's a good thing we didn't bring a break. You know, we didn't have a baby. It's like it's a good thing that we didn't bring a baby into this world because this isn't the world that, you know, she doesn't agree with this shit. Like she's no, she doesn't like it. Yeah. Um. So then by the end of that conversation, June does confess to her that the reason she uh, is going on this walk is to go see her daughter in Brookline. Um, she's like, yeah. you know, and you, we don't have to go. I can take you home. Sorry, sorry to bring you out here. And Commander Lawrence or Commander Lawrence's wife was like, nope, let's do this. You know, let's yeah. we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and knock this out. You get you should get to see your kid. She's like, you done got me out of the room. Might as well, might as yeah, well go ahead and do let's it. Finish <laughs> this adventure. And then she's that's what she says. You know, I want to, I want to continue this adventure. Basically, yeah. Well, she so hasn't been cuts, out of a room in a while, so. Yeah, she hasn't been out of a house in how long? Like, well, I mean, and even, like, when they go up to Miss Putnam, like, Miss Putnam's like, you know, Mrs. Lawrence, we haven't seen you in a <laughs> long time. Exactly. So. So then it does cut to Emily and Maura. They're in a coffee shop, and they're having a conversation. Um, and they start talking about who, you know, they know and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then uh, Moira is like, oh, well, sorry, I got to leave. I got to go bird dog a, a uh, what is it? it's like the border security minister. And she's yeah. like, well, what's that mean? She's like, it's like protesting, but right in their faces. And Emily's like, well, can I go? She's like, sure. So then it, uh, it cuts to the security minister and they're just hollering at him, uh, trying to figure out why they're even. He's even talking to um, Gilead about extradition treaties, and then yeah. Mora straight up asks him, "You know, hey, why are you even entertaining the thought of sending back Baby Nicole?" And he's like, "Well, the mom's given a, or signed away her rights," and that's when Emily flipped out. She's like, "No." She didn't sign her way her rights. You know, she gave her to me to get her out because, um, you know, she didn't want her growing up there. And then they get hauled away by security. Um, Emily kind of freaked out there. Um, she kind of went a little nuts. I kind of liked it. It was the uh, Emily of Gilead. Yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind everything that had to do with the protest, but. The whole coffee shop scene I could have done without. <laughs> like, it didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it just... 
Emily. He was small still, talk. I think it's still weird for Emily to have normal conversations with people, and you can tell yeah. how awkward it was for Emily. I I liked I liked it. I don't know. It just still to me it shows Emily having those normalcies that she didn't have for the last few years. So, I I enjoyed it. Okay. Carla? <laughs> I don't know. Because well, whenever it first cuts to them, they do talk. They are talking about Nicole. And then it switches over to their friends. So, I mean, they were trying to. She's like, we don't have any gay in common. I'm like, I mean, it's a big fucking city. Like, you, you lived in Boston. <laughs> like, but... How many people are there? Like we live in a small city, but like all everybody knows each other. Like yeah, we know it's like all. I live in a smaller place than you. All gay people, all Asians know all Asians. Like oh yeah, that's how it is, right? Yeah, I I don't know all white people though. I mean, I don't know all the white people either. But I don't know my neighbors. I've never talked to them. Taylor, because I have no need to. <laughs> we just we just yeah. met the guy next door. Yeah. He just moved in. The guys <laughs> like, above us, we have no idea. They just jump really hard on the ground and shake yeah, shit on right our now. walls. I was gonna say, I know the people at work, and I don't know anybody else in this town, and I'd prefer to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, but you're anti anti people. Always have been. Oh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Unless it's my people. Unless it's my people. And I don't know. I I think, you know, there are only so many, well, especially in that time, like, you know, we had talked before about how, like, it was slowly, you know, things were changing. So I'm sure, like, you know, there wasn't as many gay clubs as what there should have been, you know? Yeah. So that's what she was saying was, oh, did you hang out with this gay club, this gay club? No, no, like. Well, she's like, I hung out in biology. <laughs> like, <laughs> just find common ground. I mean, I get baby it. Nicole. Like for me, for me that whole that whole thing, I've already said. It's just, I was like, okay, it's it's small talk, and it's not really moving the plot anywhere. Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it though. Um, so <laughs> it does. Uh, the next scene is June and Miss Lawrence. They're walking up to the school and that school looks like a prison. There's barbed yeah, wire. Does. There's guards everywhere. <laughs> there, there's like guard a, towers. Well, to get in, it's a gate. You have to walk through this caged gate and then it, there's another lock on the other side of it. So, so it's basically door, like door. how we went to work in Louisiana. Like you it, know? I love this. That's how I imagine like jails and well yeah i mean then you going even have through the, one doc- the, lock door to get to another lock door and then you even have like the the children coming out and they're like kind of like roped together <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's like a chain gang that's what i yeah. pictured when i saw that i was like what the hell's going on here can't let these girls have a mind of their own nope that's dangerous um, so but yeah so uh, they get Command- there and- commander lawrence's wife walks up and talks to the guardian that was there Asked for or guard, the guardian Parker. He's not there. So she says, well, I was promised a tour. And he's like, okay, I can set that up. Goes to let her in. And June tries to walk in and they just shut the gate on June. June's um, face was so like. Because her whole plan then, just went down, downhill. It's gone. Um, she's now not able to get into the school at all. 
So June goes on a walk around the building. She goes and, on a jog around the building. Yeah, she kind of goes. She's she's moving at a quick pace, a brisk pace. <laughs> yeah, and she hears some kids laughing. Um, and then she, I wrote it down as she, June strokes the wall awkwardly. <laughs> she has PTSD. Yeah, uh, she, she's having she flashbacks. She's literally of, just like running back and forth trying to find Hannah's laughter. And then she just, oh, and like grips the wall. And it was very. It was very weird. And it just kind of showed, it showed the place where June was. Like she she's not doing very well was, right now. My baby girl, my baby girl. And she had flashbacks of her and her daughter bonding together. Uh, which is so like sad, but the, awkward. On the inside the episode, the guy was explaining it. He's like, well, he's like, you have to feel like from the mother's perspective, like just being there, even though you're separated. And I was just like, I didn't feel any of that because then again, I'm not a mother. Yeah, I didn't feel that either. I did not get that feeling. Um, <laughs> and you're it a was, mom. It was just too awkward. It was too awkward. And especially because she's like in this daze. And then an eye comes and is like, "Uh, come with me. I need you. Well, even then, there was an eye on top of, like, one of the corners of the tower. And I was like, how the fuck did this guy not, like, don't they have cameras somewhere? Like, well, but, yeah, how are they going to let a handmaid just start walking around the building? Like, And what made her think that a handmaid was going to get into that facility? There was no way they were letting a handmaid in there. Like we said, <laughs> it was a poorly conceived plan that yeah. she spent, like, a good portion of a day walking to. This was a this was a day episode. <laughs> yeah. Everything happened in one day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like Carla said, they 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 uh, one of the security guys came over and grabbed her. Um, go around front. And you just think he's grabbing her because she's you know stroking a wall. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, Commander Lawrence Weiss having a bit of a freak out up at the gate, and she keeps screaming. You know, I, I want to see, see the, the children. children. <laughs> um, a bit of a freak out. That's a nice way of saying. Yeah. This chick was going bonkers. Yeah, she was. She was struggling. And then she's. Then she looks at June. You left me. You left me. Um. But yeah, the guards like, what's wrong with her? Why does she keep wanting to get to the children? June's like, she's not well. <laughs> yeah, she's not healthy. She has health issues. Uh. So then they go ahead and leave, and they go to. It cuts back to Commander Lawrence out house and he's putting his wife to bed which i thought that was it was so super sweet, sweet. And you could like, tell he does love his wife very much he was yeah. taking off her shoes kind of rubbing on her feet and he just he i kept expecting him to freak the fuck out i on kept june. expecting him to punch june yeah um he didn't say anything like nope he didn't say a word that whole scene um no he didn't say anything yeah very like mm. um she, Not even something smart alecky or back anything. Back to June. Just, like June tells him, like, you should have seen her out there. She came to life. And she did come to life at first. Um it was just too too overwhelming for her. Yeah, it was just too stimulating for her. And yeah. I I I'm I feel like June I'm hoping June kind of sees there are consequences to all of her actions right now. So she needs to slow the fuck down. Um, develop yeah. more of a game plan next time. Yeah, always. she needs more of a game plan. I mean, even even Mrs. Lawrence, Eleanor, she apologizes to June. Like, no, like June should be apologizing to you for putting you in that situation. 
And yeah. she apologizes to June. But I think maybe June might have had the same feeling we did. We questioned if there was anything wrong with, you know, Commander Lawrence's wife. Yeah. Uh, we now know there is. <laughs> um, it's it's <laughs> not it's not not in you know their heads. She's actually got some issues going on. Um, yeah, but like June shows like no remorse in that scene. Really, she uh, like she shows remorse. Some. I mean, with there's, her, there's, with, no. with with her action, maybe, but with her words, she's just like, "You should have seen her out there," you know, like she, like, no remorse for her actions no. of what she actually did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, like you said, like in her eyes, like looking on, like there was remorse there, but she, she has so much anger and hurt, and she's not seen clearly. Nope, her mind's. Going, yeah, her mind's in one place right now, and there's just nothing, nothing that's going to derail it. Yeah. So the next scene is uh, Serena meeting Fred for dinner. I'm not late, am I? Never. I was a gallery. It was extraordinary to see all those pieces in such an intimate setting. And such a blessing that so many were recovered from the Art Institute. Do you remember when we were there last? You skipped out on your cousin's baby shower. You skipped out too, remember? Fishing trip to Lake Michigan. <laughs> Killing helpless creatures or looking at art with my wife. Not a hard decision. Speaking of creatures, this all looks delicious. Liv would never say anything, but I know that she appreciates having a night off from us. The Winslows have been very kind to us. Yes. And you've been so very patient. I know that we'll have a home of our own again someday. We will. All of us. I'm going to bring Nicole back, Serena. Just as soon as I can manage. What happened? I'm good at my job is what happened. I was becoming afraid that it was more politically expedient to have her stay in Canada. Well, that's what some believe. Not me. I don't have a timeline yet, so please don't push me for one. Of course. <laughs> Thank you for... At a restaurant? A pretty fancy restaurant. They have restaurants. Really fancy. Still have restaurants, yeah. Weird. That place was really nice. Yeah, I want to go I there. I want to go, yeah. <laughs> those couches, are those booths were freaking really nice. I was like, man, yeah. I'm going to go there and eat. <laughs> Where's that? Where was that shot? Is that was that in DC? <laughs> Yo, where's that? We need to go find it. <laughs> Diners drive-ins just and dives. a set, or was that real place? <laughs> Guy Fieri is in the back. I want to take these guys to Flavor Town. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she sits down, and again they have a pretty 
pretty uh, intimate moment with each other talking about their day kind of, you know, uh, talking about art and, and then it gets sharing like a little, Oh, remember, you know, you skipped out. Like, remember the last time we were there, like the, you know, and it's like, Oh yeah, you skipped out on your, you know, niece's baby shower or some shit. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, like they're Serena's really like coming around to Fred. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, just another scene that shows that we're losing Serena. Um, so then uh, Fred tells her, you know, as soon as I can get Nicole back, I'm going to. Don't hold me to a timeline. I don't have one. Well, and then she asks, you know, I thought it'd be better politically, you know, to hold her there longer. And he's like, oh, some people think that, but I don't. But he's totally doing that. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why he said don't hold me to a timeline is because he's going to keep Nicole there now as long as he can. But he just needs her to know that he's fighting, so. Yeah, he's he's totally... I, well, I'll get to that later, but he's playing Serena. He's playing her. Yeah. But he's, he's he, giving her hope. He's 100% in the political game. Yeah. Um, but he's letting her know that he's in the family game. That's what he's yeah. trying to get across to her anyways. Exactly. Um, and she's eating it up. I mean, she's eating it oh, right yeah. out of his hand. So then it cuts to, Jail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Emily and um, Moira are in jail. Uh, yep. They get arrested for their uh, their protesting shenanigans. Um, and they're both kind of talking back and forth. And, you know, Emily's saying, hey, you know, she just doesn't know everything I've done. And then she confesses that she killed that lady in the colonies, you know. Um, yeah, oh, poor Marissa Tomei. Yes, she killed Marissa Tomei <laughs> slash a wife, which that's that's what they call them. We've talked about that. It is they're yeah. literally just a wife. They are that's, that's the green chicks. <laughs> um, and then Mora she confesses to killing a commander. So, you know, and then and then they ask each other, "What did they turn us into?" And she said, "Well, I haven't killed anybody since I've been out. Have you? No. Well, I think we're good people." <laughs> which I really liked that because um, that was a, you know, we did what we had to do in there and it wasn't always what we had to do but sometimes it felt good to do it because they you know neither one of them had to kill the person that they killed yeah um, but they did and they don't feel bad about it yeah I actually this is uh, this is the like one of the I like the scene a lot between the two of them so this this redeemed itself as far as yeah, them, yeah. them together? This, well, this didn't feel like fodder to me. This felt like, like what we talked about earlier where two people talking that nobody else can understand what they're saying or you know, nobody else exactly. can understand the, the Well, then like Carla said in the first scene, like, like Carla was saying in that first scene, you know, it was them trying to find common ground and yeah. now they've found it. You yeah. know, they found it in like what you were saying, you know, the, the whole we've got these shared experiences that no one else is going to be able to understand except for you yeah. and me. So I'll pose a secondary question to that. Do you think something's going to happen between Mora and Emily? I maybe. like love. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I feel like they may be going that direction with it. I have that feeling. And Jamie did too. Jamie, as I asked Jamie, I was like, do you see something happening between Mora and Emily? And she's like, I feel like it. I feel like that's where they're going. 
And it could just be they they end up being like best friends. Yeah, I, I just thing, I but. see it just like how. Um, but you never know like where this you, TV show is going to take it. Like you know, just another best friend. Yeah. Could be. We'll see. Uh, only time will tell. Like you said, there's only a few more episodes of this season, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Just because they're both lesbians doesn't mean they need to be in love, yo. That's true. Well, they're the only ones that know each other now. <laughs> there's only two lesbians in all of Toronto. Three. <laughs> three. Sylvia. Uh, three. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sylvia. God damn, damn it. There's a triangle <laughs> between the three of them. I know. <laughs> Three-way climax. <laughs> Sure he is down. <laughs> it's it's a lonely island thing. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but go on. <laughs> so uh then it, it cuts to the next scene and it's Fred and Serena, they're entering a ball. It's a pretty fancy looking ordeal. And Commander Winslow comes up and says he needs to steal Fred away. Uh and for Serena just to go ahead and go into the ball, go meet up with the women basically. Um, I'm telling you what, they live it up in the capital, don't they? Man, that was a nice ass ball. <laughs> Have I I'm never noticed you. before, or is this like a capital thing? The wives all had like different headpieces on, like their dresses ca- are like cut thing. differently. Like they are. Okay, I was like, am I? Have I missed this this whole entire time? She's like, this is my fan. This is my super fancy green dress. I know this is my this is my uh, cold shoulder green dress. <laughs> yeah, I feel like feel a little risky tonight. Yeah, it's their fancy attire. Um, I, they kind of get away with more there. It seems like as far as I mean, the wives do. Oh um, yeah. But then they all made the assumption that they all cheat on their husbands too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, cheat the or they was... just definitely stare at all the uh, guardians and stuff that are walking around. Yeah, the one wife just says that's why we have our because like they're like you know they're talking about the how the the commanders they peacock for each other basically, and then the one the the one wife is like that's why we have our own peacocks. <laughs> and Serena's <laughs> and like, a little uncomfortable, but it's kind of refreshing to see the wives have normal conversations like you would see yeah, you know there anywhere. Their faces when Serena came up and was like. Uh, you know, well, the men take the credit for everything, right? And it, like some of them were like kind of shocked that she said that. Yeah, they didn't think that she was that way. I think. Yeah, it was pretty. I was like, oh, okay. Like Serena showing her teeth a little bit here. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's gonna lead an uprising with the wives. I. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Is they they want to be free too? Maybe I don't know. But uh, then Farina and uh, Farina. Ha! Hey, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Farina. <laughs> Farina, they have a special dance. Well, and so you just yeah. made up a new name. Fred's sitting there talking <laughs> to Tom the dudes. Cat, whatever. Um, got nothing on me. <laughs> Fred's sitting there talking to all the guys. Uh, Serena's talking to the girls, and they see each other from across the room. And then they meet up and dance like nobody else is there. Yeah, like they're like that's Cinderella. That and he's Prince some, Charming. Yeah. yeah, except for you know, crazy. They were Christian definitely zealots. addressing each other with their eyes. <laughs> except people get raped and murdered all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a very hardcore Prince Charming, but. Oh, man. Um, and then I wrote, unless something drastic happens this season, we may have lost Serena. Um, and I think the only thing that's going to bring her back to reality. 
is Fred lying to her about Nicole. And I think yeah. if that comes out, then that's going to be what turns Serena to use that phone to call the hot dude. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the path that Fred's going down. As soon as Serena finds out about it, it's going to shatter the shatter the world that she's in. Yeah. But if that never comes out, we lost her forever. But you know, the phone's there, so it's going to be used. But yeah, I feel like she's gone, man. I feel like that's that team up that we wanted. Yeah, I think the, the team Ju- up is the, done. June Rena team up was <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Jurina. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only way that one could work. Try to think of something else. Nope, that's it. Jurina. That almost sounds like anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about this show, it might not be the it might not be very on target for us. <laughs> Uh, so what did you guys yeah. make of that dance, though? Like, I liked it. I mean, it did show the... I mean... I kind of felt like, are they allowed to dance like that? They were getting like, some awkward looks, but then everybody yeah. clapped, so... I, might, yeah. I, 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 think, I think Winslow was just jealous of Serena to be able to no. dance with Fred. That's true. You know what it kind of reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of, like... You know, uh, presidential inauguration type stuff when you see the president dance and like everybody else just kind of stands around, like um, the first dance it, at a wedding. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like one of those things where I was like, "Uh oh!" Is like, do are people going to feel threatened by this new couple coming to the Capitol? Who, for as far as they can tell, are completely head over heels in love with each other. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean, again, where flies on the wall, so we know that's not the truth. <laughs> Even though it's getting back to that, but yeah, they definitely uh, definitely look like they were completely in love in that scene. Yeah. So leaving that scene, uh, it goes back to another hanging with the handmaids. Um, they yeah, all line the gallows. Yeah. They're all lining up again. They line up red red rope. And this time, before they pull the platform up, they bring everybody out, and it's the Mackenzie's handmaid. Um, and then around that same time, uh, June's friend lets her know that the McKenzie's have disappeared and nobody knows where they're at. Not even her commander. Yeah. So, um, and then Aunt Lydia says that, um, the, the person being hung is being charged for endangerment of a sacred child. And no, oh, I was going to say June just stares at her. Like she just locks eyes with, with the Martha and, doesn't move. Was she locking eyes with the Martha or Aunt Lydia? The Martha. I felt like it was the Martha. Yeah. Because um, cause the Martha was straight ahead of her where Aunt Lydia was off to the side. Um, It's weird. I get this feeling like June blames the Martha for like... she In this moment, she definitely blames the Martha for everything that's happening. Like the reason she didn't get to see her daughter... Like everything, like she's she's looking at her like she blames her. I didn't think about that, but yeah, now I, I can kind of see that. You because told then me when it was she, you know, even, yeah, because like even when she's like, because like her, her her last words are like by his hand, and she says it fucking angrily. <laughs> yeah, well, because at first she didn't even pick up the rope, and Aunt Lydia's yeah. like, 
off Joseph. We all have to play our part. And no one escapes the sacred duty. Yeah, she goes and picks it or she picks it up and she pulls on that rope. So your your yeah. way of thinking actually probably makes more sense for the way the rest of that scene plays out. Um yeah, like in, in that moment she blames that Martha for the whole plan basically falling apart. Yeah, like maybe she told she told what happened and that's how they found out that, you know, yeah. she had said something and but we know. know that's not true. So then <laughs> um you know, they, they all get dismissed and June just kind of stands there and stares until she gets, or, uh, Aunt Lydia kind of starts staring at her like, what, why, why she's not leaving? And then June drops the rope and I mean, she just starts hauling ass, just walking through all the handmaids. She just doesn't even yeah, care. She's, she's, she's so pissed. And off Matthew. And off Matthew. You should be thankful. Your temptation's been lifted. What did you do? I saw you at Loaves and Fishes talking to that Martha. Aunt Lydia told me to watch you, to try and protect you. What did you say to her? saved you. We saved you. What did you do? Do you have any idea what you did? Do you? You fucking bitch! Do you? Do you know what you did? So off Matthew really thought she was doing the right thing, I think. Um, off Matthew, I mean, she's really, she's off very, very pious. She's off her rocker. But she's 100% Gilead. She has drank the Kool-Aid, but she... Yeah, she was told to watch her by Aunt Lydia, so that's what she did. And she, she But said, then she has so much... That's the thing that pisses me off more than anything about, you know, off Matthew is, you know, this pregnancy is different. You know, thank God for baby Nicole for getting out. Like... Okay, but then you're going to fucking turn me in for talking over cocktail sauce? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when 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 off Matthew says you should be thankful your temptation has been lifted, I was like, "Oh, bitch, you done fucked up." <laughs> and she yeah, then she chokes her. Well, well my favorite part is June just takes <laughs> off her her, like, her bonnet thing. <laughs> she takes off her bonnet that way this lady can see her full crazy. Yeah. I said I, I told Austin, I said, that's equivalent of a girl taking out her earrings. Exactly. <laughs> right before exactly. a fight. She takes that off and she just And then when she attacks her though, it's awesome because all the other handmaids form like a half circle around her, like blocking yeah, it the was view. Like a prison fight. Yeah, they 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 step up. They know they know the deal. 
It was um, pretty funny. She starts choking her out, man. She's she's not fucking around. I thought um, she was gonna fucking it... stupid bitch. Yeah, she. <laughs> I thought she was about to toss her over the ropes like a fucking wrestler, yeah, like was... over the edge. I... Start power bombing her and shit. Can you imagine what would have happened if she did kill her? Oh, oh my god, it'd been bad news. She'd have been. Which I mean, been up on those gallows. <laughs> I think the the handmaid, the other handmaids, were right in letting her get a little bit of her frustration out on her, but then they were also right pulling her off of her pretty much immediately. Exactly. Um. Because, yeah, if they would have let it stay, you know, it could have got real bad. I tell you what, though, off off Matthews might want to watch out for fucking buses. <laughs> well, that's actually exactly what Carla said. She goes, uh, she, she goes, June's going to have to get a new walking partner or else somebody's <laughs> going to get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, man, like, yeah, she better watch out for buses. <laughs> So my notes for right my one. notes for that part are June loses her shit and then fuck off Matthew. Yeah, and so. just like the whole like when she's like, oh well, Aunt Lydia told me to watch you, you know, like we we saved you. I'm like, oh Jesus, like, this, this oh you you done fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the the credits roll. Uh, yeah, so. June takes off her bonnet and she's like, hold my purse. <laughs> <laughs> hold my baby. I'm about that to whoop this woman's ass. And at the end, she's just like full on crazy. I think this is a completely different June that we're going to see from here on out. You think she's going to be more calculated this time? I'm hoping she gets I, more calculated. I hope she's more calculated. If not, she's going to be very, she's going to be way more brutal. Well, and I think, I, I, I think she's, there's the brutal part I think is definitely uh, uh, something that can happen. But then, you know, she realized now it was her actions that had led to the death of that Martha, not the Martha leading yeah. to her own death. Um, exactly. Granted, it was off Matthews, the one that turned her in, but it was her actions that got off Matthew to turn her in. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping we get a more calculated, and I'm okay with brood, more brutal, but definitely a more calculated June is what I'm hoping for because this off the rocker, Go with the flow, just try to get shit done. Things not working out for her. It hasn't all season. So, yeah. It's just like I, I told Jamie, it's, I said, it's so funny to me in this show that Gilead is supposed to be this religious, like, ideology, like, country, right? But yet, everybody in, like, anybody in power in this country cheats on their wives, cheats on their husbands, has sex with hookers. Uh, is might be involved in in uh homosexual activities like like Commander Winslow might be, you know like they all do, they all have these, they're all very de- you know deprived or they're just really like, I mean they're bad people and it's the same stuff that they were trying to get away from like that, but yet they all just continue to do it and it's like oh yeah like it doesn't matter what kind of society you build. There's always just going to be this level of depravity. Just because you say <laughs> you're a good person doesn't mean you're a good person. Yeah. And that's it's what crazy. a lot of these people, a lot of them, they're a good person because they follow God, but they're, that doesn't make them a good person. Yeah. And then like the things that they like per- persecute, like the handmaids for like what June is, you know, basically why she's a handmaid is because she, she, she coerced, her husband to leave his wife 
to be with her. Like, but you're like going to hotels and banging hookers and like, you know, like it's just it's so it's so hypocritical. <laughs> like everything yeah, that whole everything world that is. they stand for. Yeah. It's so it's so messed up when you actually just think about the show. But I love the show. <laughs> it's a great show. And it's not far off from the world we're in. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you guys saw the <laughs> when I when I said that meme to you guys. <laughs> Where it's like Poro Choice 2019 and uh, <laughs> Gilead's like find the difference. <laughs> they're, the, they're the same picture. <laughs> it's the same thing. But yeah. So um, no. final final thoughts, Josh. Um, I you know pretty much the same thing. Uh, while I did enjoy this episode, uh, there's some things that I didn't care for in the episode, uh, and I felt like it was a little scattered. Um, but other than that. Uh, looking forward to next week. I already kind of watched the, you know, what's on next week little video they put up on Hulu. I haven't. Um, so I'm looking forward to next week. Is it going to show more Emily? No, it looks like it's going to deal with a lot with off Matthew. Hmm. Could be interesting. So I'm looking very much I did see to that. on their Instagram account that there was a Aunt Lydia backstory coming up too sometime. I, I believe that's next week as well. So, well, which I, I really want to really know ex- an Aunt Lydia backstory. Like, I hey, would be why not? Like, I would be excited. I would be very interested in that one. There's something that made Aunt Lydia the way Aunt Lydia is. So, yeah. what what is it? that story? Yeah, Carla, uh, final thoughts. June just needs to get her head on straight. Grab pen and paper. Make a plan. Stick to it. <laughs> yeah. no more improvising Maybe. yeah can't you like can't it, really have pen and paper grab a rock <laughs> carve something grand, out in the grand st- stream or in the scheme. grand scheme of the yeah in the grand scheme of the show i don't i don't know if june's gonna live or die and i think that's the the best part of it well and i was sitting there even thinking that too as i watched like i mean i think the story can be told without her like yeah. so if there was something dramatic that happened like i think we'd be yeah they okay. can they would can carry on the story without her yeah yeah she's definitely the main character but so was sean bean on you know uh game of thrones, game of thrones season one you know nettered stark you know so you can definitely continue a show and game of thrones has proved that so i yeah it could be very they have so many directions they could go i'm very interested in this and I I'm, I'm interested in a lot of the Emily stuff too. I just hope we don't get to the end of the season and it's such a downer that like I'm sad for three days like I was on into season two um, <laughs> but and if, season one. This sh- if this show has shown you anything, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, First season was never a downer. any ups. Like this show's just <laughs> always down. Like you figure eventually yeah. there'd be an up, but I mean, I guess unless you're a Serena fan and you wanted her to be in love with Fred, that's <laughs> that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> You want Gilead to take over the whole continental United States? <laughs> yeah, you're, if you're on the side of Gilead, you you're you're doing okay. Well, we There's need, somebody we need out to there see right more now. Of him again too. Yeah, Nick. See how Chicago yeah. takeovers coming along. Yep. Agreed. I'm looking forward to that. What about you, Austin? What are you looking forward to? Or what do you? What were your thoughts on this, just uh, in general? 
you know, like I said at the beginning, I liked it. Um, I thought the show, the episode was pretty good. It wasn't as, after doing the recap, it is jam packed full of stuff. Yeah. But it, like you said, it, it takes place over like a day. Like it doesn't oh, yeah. really advance the plot a whole lot. Um, not that it's a bad thing. Um, yeah. It does. It, it showed us some new stuff and it showed us some people's true characters. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to see where they're going to take it. Like I said, I'm looking to forward the, to that. Uh, the background of uh, Aunt Lydia. I would love to know the actual timeline of the, the from season one to season to now, like, how long in real time would that be? Because um, you have the nine months of pregnancy, then you ten well ten ten months actually, but you know you have all that. So I mean, I would, we've kind of said to know. three years, but I'm thinking it's probably closer to four years, maybe, just yeah. because you have like an off Matthew who's had three kids in Gilead. Okay, um, yeah. So I would say, probably but it is always snowing there. It's always winter. <laughs> Well, yeah. East Coast. It's always snowing there. <laughs> yeah, that's why we don't live there. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right, they all right. always have weather. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, just I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all at Revenge of the Recap. Uh, send us an email at Revenge of the Recap at gmail.com. Uh, or hit us up on the Anchor app and send us a voice message, and we'll play your voice message on here. Uh, we definitely enjoy doing that. We love hearing from people, so just hit us up. Well, that's all we got for today. I'm Austin. I'm Carla. And I'm Josh. Under his eye. Under his eye.